The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the World's Team on Blogging Voice Network in partnership with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray and I am joined as always by Paul Stewart. Hey Paul, how's it going? Bop, bop, bop. I'm all good. How are, how are we, Meg? Are we doing all right? We're just enjoying some Texas thunderstorms over here. But um, you hopefully won't have to deal with them when you come here in uh, November. Yep, it's official. I have now booked my flights despite I had an early hiccup uh, booking the wrong flight, but <laughs> I'm all sorted. Yeah. We've all been there. Yeah, so here for Thanksgiving and here for the Seahawks game in November, December time. So happy days. Happy days. You're going to have a crew. You're going to have some events going on. It's going to be exciting. So everyone keep an eye out. Yep. Uh, Chris, yeah, Shrekers, uh, meet not just myself, but the, the the crew from the UK Dallas Cowboys fans. Uh, we're all coming over from Jamie, Brian and Mike. We're all coming over and uh, we are going to have a blast. They'll have to uh, keep you guys up to date on their locations on Twitter and Instagram because uh, they'll want to take some shots with you. Yeah, and we'll also bring translators as well. <laughs> um, I feel like I can designate myself a translator. Yeah, well, I think you've now gotten used to how I speak now, but when it comes to our... our good, can our... still understand Jamie. I was just about to say, it's like, now you've gotten to know Jamie more, the more you can understand him. But for, for <laughs> yeah. anyone brand new that has never met Jamie in their life, they'll be like, what in the hell are you talking about? And I'm sorry, Jamie, if when you're listening to this, I'm not dissing you. I love you, bro. Love you, man. <laughs> I think he's just fine to understand. People will pick up on it once they start, you know, yeah. drinking. It, 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 it just takes a couple of minutes to adjust. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> everyone will love it uh tr- you already experienced that when you come out here everyone probably s- stops you every two seconds when you open your mouth so yeah that's why i try to keep quiet now so i can actually get on with my business <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about all that i'll talk on i'll talk on the radio talking uh, on the podcast no problem but when i'm out in public i just like to just stand there and listen like i'm very observant well, it sounds like we are going to have some um, in-person pods that week, t- or those two weeks, I guess. Um, so that will be super exciting. Yes. 
Well, Lauren on the pod, you probably end up with Mike as well. Wouldn't, uh, yeah, wouldn't surprise me. It might be the whole crew. Who knows? <laughs> that would be a mess in the best way. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you guys get excited for that. We'll start to put together some uh, solid plans so we can all get together over a couple pints. Oh, absolutely. 100%. I'm, and and that's one thing you don't have to ask is when it comes to having a beer, we you know fine where we're gonna be there. <laughs> so true. Um, but speaking of planning, um, the preseason schedule was released. You want to tell us about that, Sir Paul? Yes. So, uh, Patrick Walker from DallasCowboys.com has just put out an article and he's announced that the the times for the preseason games which are August 12th versus the Jaguars at 4 p.m. Central Time at AT&T Stadium. On August 19th, it's away to the Seattle Seahawks at 9 p.m. Central Time. And on August 26th versus the Raiders is 7 p.m. Central Time at home at AT&T Stadium. I will not be going to that. <laughs> yeah, not many people do want, do want to go to pieces in games. Like... No, I just avoid uh, Raiders fans at all costs. Um, oh, oh, yeah! After Thanksgiving a couple of years ago, they were a disaster. Um, regardless, though, I think it's it's fun when you get a team that you're gonna see later in the season. Um, in the preseason, just give you a little taste. Like you're obviously not putting all your people out there, but um, you know, just get a little uh. A little taste. We'll see what's going to happen. Yeah. It, if anything, it's going to give you a good scouting idea for the future and a good heads up where it comes to that game later on in the season. Like, you played against them, you know like some of these players that you could watch out for and you see them, how they develop throughout the season. So the good thing is, it's like we're not playing them, like, within four weeks or anything like that. We're playing them, like, just before the end of the season. Like, I think it's, like, a uh, week... Week 13 of the season. So um, so plenty of time to kind of like study them, see how they're progressing, check out their weaknesses and see what players to watch out for. Yeah, I mean, obviously a lot of things are going to happen in between them. There's going to be a lot of, well, we're not going to show our hand kind of talk, you know, going into that game. But regardless, um We'll go to their house and see what they're all about and, uh, you know, wait to see them when they come back. Mm, very, very true. <laughs> and uh, you have a decent uh, record, so that should be a good game at least. Yeah, it's starting to become a decent record. I remember when I first started going to the games, I was becoming the bad luck charm. Then all of a sudden, when we won that game, um, we went to New Orleans and broke the voodoo. Yeah, we broke the voodoo. Yeah, I almost forgot what game it was. So thank you for reminding me there, Meg. That is, <laughs> I highly appreciate that. <laughs> almost saved myself an embarrassing moment. Um, yeah, that's, that's what teamwork's for. Hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, so after that, it's just been nothing but dubs. So with me going to the Commandos game and going to the Seahawks game, I expect nothing but dubs. That's right. <laughs> Man, I mean, so mini camp started up, and um, we so we got a 
our first look at like how the guys are looking right now. Um, good reports, good reports. Um, but you know, Mashoda made a point to go and talk to the guys and get, you know, their thoughts on going into this season and going into this training regiment and, you know, just how they're feeling about being a Dallas Cowboy. Um, but you know, Mozzie Smith had, he had a couple good ones in there, but, uh, he said he's been telling folks to slow their role and he's going to slow down too. I'm just here to mind my business and get better as a player and be the best nose or D tackle that the Cowboys can have. Um, and he talked about how he never, um, really like went into games with a pass rush plan. Um, you know, and he said he, they're going to get a plan together and see what he can do. And that he knows that he's a run stopper. Yeah. And one thing he knows how to do is stop the run. So that sounded like a good breath of confidence from Mozzie Smith. How does that make you feel? Absolutely. And not just that, it's his demeanor, the way how he conducted himself. Like he's been very humble in a way. Like he doesn't want too much on him to, so he can purely focus on him developing even though like he knows what his weaknesses are, which is obviously his pass rush. In fairness, we haven't seen enough of it in college because that he wasn't utilized it in that way. So and he knows his strengths are being a run stop or fitting in the A gap or being like a heads up at the center or in between the guard center. So he knows what his role is. But when you've got a coach like Aiden Dundee, who is really renowned to get the best out of the pass rushers, literally how he's helped away Michael Parsons, literally how he's helped out with Lexa, um, oh God, uh, Dante Fowler, uh, for example. Like, yeah. like he managed to kind of get them revived a little bit. Well, not Parsons, but but Lexa Fowler especially. But you can with him and Dundee in the realm of coaching a defensive line, I think he will actually excel and we'll be very surprised what he can do in the pass rush. I think it's just like unlocking the secret door and it's just going to be a full of bag of tricks we've never expected to see and we didn't see that during his college career. That's my my take on it. Yeah, I feel like if this they have a good track record of, you know, taking these guys they that they know have this raw athletic talent in like for example, Tyler Smith. Yeah. We're in the Smith family, right? Um, but they have this. Yeah, raw... we've got three now. <laughs> yeah, right. This raw athletic talent and, um, you know, using that to kind of mold them so they're not like stuck in a certain set of ways, I guess. Um, like they can really show them how to take their game to the next level. So that's going to be super exciting to watch him develop over um, the program that they put together for him. I'm excited. He's such a big guy. Yeah, definitely. Just to kind of recap what you were kind of mentioning about the Smiths, like just a wee quick trivia question. When was the last time we had more than three Smiths on the team? I don't know. <laughs> Jalen Smith, Rod Smith, Tyron Smith, and Keith Smith. Oh, beef. Yeah, beef. Man, that was a lot of Smiths too. Yeah. And that was, was a, like, my immediate thought was to like think back to the nineties and be like, who else was on? No, like, no, it was actually quite recent. <laughs> it was just quite recent. It was only a couple, like I would say, about five, six years ago. So, yeah, I think it was actually back. I think it was like back. I think that may have been back in uh, Dax rookie season, I believe. Actually, yeah, two thousand sixteen. 
Yeah, Woo. that would have been, yeah, 2016. Well, that was more than, more than six years then, jeez. Yikes, that's, time is just flying. <laughs> yeah, I, I certainly don't feel like my age right now. And mm-hmm. and as my age number goes up, I, I'm just, uh, I still feel the exact same way right now. And I'm just like, what the hell is going on? T- time is moving way too fast. Here's the thing though, next time we know it, it's week one, literally. Good yeah. Day. It's right around the corner. Oh my goodness. Um <laughs> let's see. There is also another one other one that stood out to me that I'll get your thoughts on real quick. Um they all they all talked. Um all of the even like the undrafted undrafted free agents um were able to talk, but um the other one that stood out to me was Overshone. Um yeah. talking about how his helmet is missing the star. Um, and he's okay with that because he's going to earn it. And he's like, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to show the vets that they can trust me. Whatever I got to do to get the star on my helmet, that's what I'm going to do. And that's the way it should be. So you need to earn your stripes. You need to show that you're, one, willing to learn. Two, that you can do your job. And three, like, just have the abundance to show uh, your potential and develop as a player. With all those three being said, Cowboys will have that investment in you and they will put that star on your helmet. Yeah, I mean, and that one's, I know everyone's excited about him just because he's one of those, like, a lot of people in the area, especially, are, like, able to, you know, you can't go anywhere without catching the Longhorns on TV, um, whether you like that or not. Uh, But he's just one of those guys that, like, people got really excited about once we drafted him, they got to see, like, what he's capable of. Um, and, and again, like that's just going to get more and more unleashed, like as he's able to, you know, work out with these guys and show how he fits into our program. I'm just excited about him. Yeah, I think Overshawn is going to really be a big surprise to what type of player he can really contribute to the Dallas Cowboys. Like we know he's a linebacker, but his potential of his, his speed is ridiculous. So we can see. And the one thing that not many people, oh, quite a few people have talked about, but one thing that he really has a good eye for is actually is in his coverage. And it's something we do kind of lack a little bit in our linebacker core is in the coverage area. Like Trevor Diggs and like Sean uh, Wright and Stephen Gilmore, they can all do that themselves. We need some of the linebackers to drop back when needed to. Overshawn can do that. Yeah. No, and I mean, he's going to be what learning alongside the likes of Micah Parsons and like, I can just see them now, like getting into a little competition about like beating each other out on plays and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, speaking about Micah Parsons, have you seen his workout videos for his off season? My, oh my goodness. But he is, he is not messing about. He is not like, I'm I'm freaking excited for what Parsons going to do this year. I really am. I think this could be like one of the years he could be defensive player of the year. Yeah, I mean, I think he's getting the taste of it, you know. So, um it's it's within his grasp and if he's like, you know, has some friendly competition going on that like pushes him to go a little harder yep. too. Um be nothing but good things for that little linebacker core. We love to see that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, give me a status report on uh, Mr. Michael Gallup. So 
Status reporter Michael Gallup. So, and um, reporter Nick Harris did a wee interview with him uh, yesterday, um, just talking about how his uh, how last season was working for him. Obviously, he felt as though he was just coming back from injury. He feels like he couldn't get into the strength, even though he signed that new contract. It just feels though he may have kind of got pushed in too soon, but it was kind of for it was kind of forced on him because obviously with the injuries with right receivers and the lack of depth and stuff like that. So he was he was needed there. But he feels as though now that he's had this off season, he feels he's a hundred percent and he cannot wait. And a lot of the problems that he was having on the field, he thought his mental game was really thrown off. Like he was kind of saying that the mental aspect of his injury created a block for him. And even though he was cleared to play, it was tough for him to accept that as the year went on. Um, so he was quoting saying, I was thinking it, but I didn't want to say it. Uh, so he was letting out all the negative thoughts. And if I, if you, if you say it, you believe it, you don't really want to say it. I have those thoughts, but you've got to block them out. So he was kind of dealing with a lot of mental pressure last season. Whereas this season, I think now that he's fully fit, he can fully focus and be in a more positive mindset. So my, my, uh, this is my uh, projection on it. I think Gallup is going to actually be the biggest surprise this year. I like, I mean, I like the sound of that. I'm, it's not surprising to me that he was having that mental block. I mean, we watched that happen in real time with Dak Prescott after his injury in 2021. Yep. His injury in 2020, but he was back in 2021. Um, and like, it was on hard knocks and you can just, you can really see that like come to fruition and you saw it like throughout the year. And it's one of those things you have to like work through that. They have sports psychologists that are like on staff that they, you know, work with. I think going into this year, all of them having that like healthy mindset um, and being healthy and uh, Dak having the support that he needs. Um, I think it's going to, like do only positive things for our offense this year. Yeah. Then just, just kind of looking back to what Michael Gallup was saying, like, and I quote again, they like, say, I never had a big injury like that. I had to work a little bit harder. I had to do some things that I never had to do. I could normally just walk out the field and play. I couldn't do that. I got to warm my body now, but that is good though. That's part of the growing pains. So again, it, it kind of relates to what kind of Dak was kind of going through, like you're kind of mentioning there, like from uh, 2021. I think this is what what's just happened to Gallup last year. So, again, I, I'm going to reiterate that I think now that he's got that more positive mindset going forward now, he's going to be working with likes of Brandon Cooks with more experienced players along with him and Lamb, etc. I think he is going to absolutely ball out this year and a lot of people are going to cause a lot of doubters to say, we were wrong, we're, we're sorry, we thought we were done. But Yeah, I think the Cooks-Slam and Gallup combo could be um, something that you know opposing defenses have nightmares about. Um, it, it, it's a recipe to, to cause destruction. That's what I'm going to say. Like, and if we have those guys all available all season, and Dak's going to be healthy, our offensive line's going to be healthy, and likes of our tight ends, uh, with Shoemaker, Ferguson, and Hendershot there, the sky could be the limit. It could be, and 
the only question is, how is this going to approach with this new type of style of offense under Mike McCarthy? Like, that's the only question there. Like, I'm very intrigued how we're going to approach this. And yeah. spe- especially with the running backs now, and uh, like with, with Pollard and Dusfon and Ronald Jones and, um, oh God, what's the, what's the other running back's name again? Oh. I couldn't hear who you said first. Uh, Dusfon, uh, Tony Pollard, Ronald Jones, and, uh, sorry? Malik Davis. Malik Davis, that's the one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, they keep talking about how they're so focused on the run game. That's like the quote that just keeps coming out, coming out, coming out. And I'm almost like, I wonder if they're trying to throw people off the fact that they that are, I don't know. It's just given like Mike McCarthy's like secretive, like sneaky past about like trying to cover up stuff. I'm just like, why is that? getting out so much it just makes me think that you know they have other things they're obviously going to have other things up their sleeve but like the fact that that just keeps getting leaked i don't know makes me think he's a sneaky man that mike mccarthy i don't know yeah yeah it's it's a weird one like there is no secret that we are going to do something more to involve with the run game i think yeah um whoever the with the scheme change is going to help complement that, how we're going to utilize the running backs that way. But I think what well, I think that I think the priority for Mike McCarthy is to somewhat take the pressure off Prescott and not to not to pass it as much in a way. Like because because yeah. when you look at the past couple of seasons under Kellen Moore, it was very, very pass heavy. We didn't utilize Ezekiel Elliott enough. And that's why a lot of fans were kind of straight and said, oh, Zeke's done or whatever. And I says, well, it's just because he wasn't utilized properly. Like, yeah. Like that, that, you can have your own opinion on it, but it, it's it's pretty clear that the past two years under Kellen Moore, it's not utilizing the run game accordingly. Like, don't get me wrong, when Tony Powell was in there, it suited them a lot better, but because it was a design play for him, Kellen Moore didn't know what to do with that type of style of running back. That was his problem. Was Zeke being a power back type of style running back? Like he didn't really know how to utilize him besides go for inside run 95% all time. That was pretty much the only thing we really did with Zeke under Kellen Moore was the inside inside run. And it, it was frustrating, but but Zeke still did his job. He got those crucial yards, like uh, getting over, like keep the ball in possession, stuff like that. But It'd be very interesting to see what we do now with likes of Vaughn, likes of Pollard, likes of Davis, and likes of well, and likes of just there's no way we're gonna keep all four running backs. There's no way, but um, but it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, someone brought up the interesting point that, you know, is is it gonna be Deuce Vaughn or Gravante Turpin, you know, out there for a special teams job too? I don't see why not. It could be both. Yeah, it's just not about who you can carry on your roster, I guess, um, and, like, how you make all those position groups work. But, you know, that'll all come out in the wash here when we go to training camp, so. Yeah, that kind of lies the question. What Speaking about special teams, it lies the question, what are we going to do about the kicker situation? That old chestnut. Um, we're going to get Joe Schmell off the street. Um, Put me in, coach. Don't put me in. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I might not be able to do 
40, 40 yards field goals, but at least I'll hit, the, hit it between the posts. I used to be a goalkeeper for going to six in soccer, so at least I know how to kick a ball. <laughs> Uh, well, in that case, you're signed. Hell yeah. Number six, Stuart. There we go. That's my number. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's what we got for you this week. If you are wanting more, don't forget that you can catch podcasts every single day of the week by going to Blogging the Boys wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, tell Paul how great he is and how excited you are to have him in Texas in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And you can also check out um, all the content at bloggingboys.com. Um, and be sure to join us next week. Until then, Paul, where can they find you? Yeah, guys, you can check me out on Instagram and Twitter at I am Stew. And I am at Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram and Twitter. And we will catch you next week. Go Cowboys. Dallas Forever. Belly for never. That's great.